Hello. Welcome to Public Affairs and WRBH. I'm Lynn Koppel, and today we have a very interesting guest. This is Tashima Dukes, who is coming to New Orleans, I believe, Ms. Dukes, for the Essence Festival, which is taking place from the 3rd to the 7th of June, and also to publicize a book she's written, which sounds very interesting. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on, Ms. Dukes. Thank you so much for having me today. Tell us what you're going to be doing with the Essence Festival. I always find that the Essence Festival brings really a lot of energy to New Orleans, and I hope all of my listeners um, will do something to take part in it, even if they just come to hear you talk about you and the book. What are you, what are yeah, you going to so, talk about there, do you think? Yes, I'm actually doing several meet-and-greet um, with some of the editors there, and um, there's also a mom uh, group that I will be meeting with um, and doing a book signing uh, for my book, Truth Be Told, A Foster Child's Recollection. That sounds uh, like an interesting book, and I say interesting because I imagine it can be very a difficult topic to talk about, can't it? Uh, and what what is it about? Truth Be Told is about my experience in foster care. Um, I actually grew up, um, I'm originally from Pensacola, uh, Florida, and um, my family members were in the military. I actually traveled to uh, Philadelphia and California. I spent time in foster care in in 13 different foster homes Mm. before I aged out of the foster care system. So I kind of talk about my experience from the foster child's perspective. So I grew up in foster care, and then I later went to work for the foster care agency that placed me in foster care. Um, So I kind of went full circle. I became a social worker, and I worked in the helping profession to kind of work with some of the 600,000 foster children that were in foster care. Um, but specifically, I worked right in Philadelphia at one of those foster care agencies. You know, it is a hard question. And the number you mentioned, tell us again how many people are in foster care, how many children? Uh, well, we're looking at 600,000 in the United States. I mean, isn't that amazing? I wonder how many people understand what foster care is and how it's run. Um, and you are now... Tell us what you do right now. You're a social worker? Um, Right now, I provide uh, individual uh, therapy and family therapy um, to children and families. Um, I also work work with the chronically mentally ill. Mm -hmm. Um, And I work in some acute and subacute environments with those mentally ill uh, patients. Um, What we see is a a lot of those children and families um, are chronically placed within the hospital setting, um, especially a lot of those children uh, in foster care. Yes, I can understand that. Well, is it, it, this seems like, I, I wonder, how does it work with foster care? It, it kind of explain that to us. At what point are children and, of course, you you know, I think everyone listening realizes we're at this moment in our history, we're talking more probably about the separation of children from their parents, their birth parents. Mm-hmm. Um, how does it work? How does a child get entered into foster care? 
Um, well, my situation, uh, I was about nine years old, and my biological mom uh, took a billy club, and she almost broke my, my leg oh, after goodness. we had an argument um, about what pair of pants I was going to wear to school that day. And I remember limping to school. By the mm. time I arrived at school, one of the social workers uh, kind of met me in the front office. Um, so the social worker made a child line call um, to Child Protective Services. Uh, if anyone who works with children um, is a mandated child abuse reporter. Yes. So basically she uh, called that child line uh Number And before the end of the day, my sister and I were removed from our home mm, uh, in California. Mm. And you, did you go immediately to a foster home or is there a, an interim period where, uh, h- how does that work? Well, usually you'd go immediately to a foster home if a foster home was available. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, California has 80,000 children in oh, foster goodness. care. And at that time that that child line call was placed, there were no homes available. So Mm -hmm. we ended up living in a shelter uh, for several weeks before we could be uh, placed in a temporary foster home. And we would stay in a temporary foster home for about 30 days until they found a permanent placement for us. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it increases the number of foster care placements. So by the time I turned 18, I had already been in 13 different foster homes. Oh, goodness. Uh, prior to me aging out of the foster care system. And this is what, truth be told, your book is about, isn't it? Yes, this is what my book is about, um, that, that experience that I had. And I really wrote this book to encourage children in foster care, it, it can be, um, it can be, a, you can have some really dark days, you know, being placed in foster care and, and not really have a lot of hope. Um, so as a social worker, I, I really saw one of the most traumatic things I saw as a social worker, every Monday, I would come into the office and I would remember seeing trash bags oh, all over our front office, and we would have a lot of children that were just dropped off as a result of, you know, them being challenging over the weekends or foster parents just saying, you know, I'm not going to be able to continue with these children. Uh, So I would often see these children just being dropped off on a Monday morning, and I really just wanted to write this book in, in order to encourage those children you know, and, and offer some hope and support and also something tangible for them to see that, you know, there's someone who made it out of foster care and there can be a light at the end of the tunnel. And it's not a death sentence, you know. Um, it's it's a temporary situation, you know. It's not a death sentence, not a life sentence. Well, you know, I think I think this should be a help because I think it is important for people to know that no matter how bad it is at this moment, Things mm-hmm. can get better. You know, they can also get worse, but with hard work, they might be able to get better and with luck. And I'm afraid that's God's grace for us. But uh, that, that, that does sound very compelling. 
I've done some work with CASA, C-A-S-A, Court Appointed mm-hmm. Special. I'm sure, you, haven't you done it as well? I have. Um, actually, my first speaking engagement was CASA in California, mm-hmm. uh, Court Appointed Special Advocate. Advocates, I'm sorry. And I love the work that they do because they appoint regular citizens for 18 months and they're sworn in by the court system mm-hmm. uh, to advocate for this child um, that's in foster care. And, I mean, you have regular meetings, regular court sessions, and you actually visit this child and you're able to offer some help, you know, to the overburdened foster care sure. system, you know, for these children um, who are, who may be struggling. Well, and also, so don't, you, don't they have to visit the, the home as mm-hmm. well? And isn't that a part of the, the CASA volunteer thing? Yes. Yeah. You will visit the, the foster home, and you kind of, you're able to visit this child, almost wrap around them, because you can also Perfect. visit them uh, homeschool community setting. To me, that's so important to see, well, what exactly is happening mm-hmm. in the situation. Well, tell us... So you went through 13 foster homes before aging out. And Mm -hmm. when you aged out, tell us how that works. Because one of the things that I've noticed with the CASA volunteers is they always are very concerned about people who are coming to the age when they're going to be kind of out on their own and what happens to them. Well, unfortunately, a lot of children become a statistic a lot of children are not adequate, uh, adequately prepared to age out of the foster care system. Um, now, a child who ages out, they can age out at the age of 18, um, but there's a program where they can stay into the foster care system until they're 21, mm-hmm. but you have to be a part of some type of educational or vocational program. Mm-hmm. Um, and And... Not every foster child is taking advantage of that program so that, for them to remain in the foster care system. And I know for myself, I was extremely embarrassed about being in foster care. And I was extremely embarrassed about social workers coming to my school mm-hmm. and, and really talking to others about my situation. So uh, the day before my 18th birthday, I ended up running away from foster care. Oh, no. And now, one of the interesting things about my life is the fact that I have um, eight possible men who could be my biological father. So prior to me aging out of foster care, one of those possible eight men actually um, co-signed for an apartment for me. And I was also accepted to college. Um, I went to Pennsylvania State University um, a very fine received, college, yeah. Yes, here in, in Pennsylvania. I went to several universities, um, and I, I actually ended up homeless not long after mm-hmm. aging out. And I, I had to reach out to the foster care system for help. Um, and I, they have something called independent living. So independent living is designed to prepare children in foster care for adulthood. I remember going back to independent living and... Uh, going through the independent living program. Now, because because of the way independent living is set up, I remember um, rushing through my education. I mean, I, I had my first bachelor's degree 
um, before I had turned 20. And then uh, I knew that by 21, I would no longer get any aid or support from, from the government. So, you know, I had my first master's degree before I turned 22 years old. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, and after that, you know, I kind of went back and started working for the foster care system. Well, you seem like you've had a wonderful experience, uh, a terrible experience, which turned out to be a life pattern that uh, is good for us all. Um, you say you work with a group at, and you're going to be meeting with them at the Essence Festival. What group was that? I'm sorry, I can't remember what you've said. Um, well, it's a mom's, uh, New Orleans mom's blog. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, they they cover everything that has to do with children. Excellent. Um, in New Orleans. Um, so we'll actually be meeting on uh, July the 3rd at Cafe Dumont to kind of talk about, um, you know, some of the work that they do in New Orleans. You know, I hope that there will be a record of that because I think there's so many people who need to know what what good news is there might be uh, and kind of what the pitfalls are in foster care. How would you evaluate it, it, does foster care, the, the problems, are they pretty much state by state, or are there any states that are outstanding in taking care of their children who have to be in foster care? or uh, are, And are there some that are particularly abysmal? Um, and are you willing to say which is which? Well, I've really been affiliated with uh, Florida, the Florida foster care system, the California California foster care system and uh, Philadelphia foster care. And I've been affiliated with them, you know, directly, Sure. you know, as a child, um, particularly foster care in California, um, they have such a large number of children that they have a lot of different systems that they have put in place um, in order to help those children. And one of the programs they have there, they, um, two, two programs that they have, um, one is if a child is in foster care, that child has the ability to go to any school, you know, that they want to. You know, so if that hmm. child is being removed from, from a home and they would like to stay in their neighborhood school, they don't, they don't force you to go to another school. You know, they kind of make arrangements. And and that, I, I love that because children in foster care tend to do very poorly academically. And one of the reasons, you know, they're being moved around, we're seeing more children in special education yes. um, that are in foster care. You know, we see them in our emotional support classrooms. Um so that program, I thought, was excellent because another thing that children in foster care don't have is a lot of stability. And continuity. You know, mm-hmm. Especially when you're seeing, you know, different, you don't know where you're sleeping tonight and you may see a new face. So it's, it's, it's very healthy and very helpful to see stability with your teachers and your academic environment. And it might and, also help you to have, like, connectivity with classmates and teachers. I mean, there might be a teacher that you particularly like Mm -hmm. and you feel this person speaks truth to you. You know, it'd be Mm -hmm. nice to stay there with her rather than 
being ripped away the way you were from your parents and sent off. Yeah. Right. Um, now, they have another program called the Shared Family Care Program. I'm not sure if it's still around right now, but um, several years ago, I went on the John Walsh show, and we talked about uh, foster children slipping through the cracks. And I just remember uh, them, you know, featuring the Shared Family Care Program where they take the children and the parents, and everyone is in foster care together, which is it's unprecedented. It's really unheard of. Um, and I know that this program was really struggling to get funding, but I, I thought it was an excellent idea to really put the two together um, because a lot of biological parents, they, they have some, 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 I mean, these biological parents that have children that are placed in foster care, they may be on drugs or, you know, they may, may be homeless or have mental health issues. There's a lot of different variables yes, that come yes. into play, but this program really helps to overcome a lot of those obstacles that brought the child into foster care, um, and they work with the parent as well as the child, and that attachment and bonding is there, you know, so that the child is not ripped away or separated from their biological parent. And I guess they never really have the feeling, which I imagine many children who are in in that system would have, is wondering why why was i why was i pushed out when it you know it might not have been your parents who found you hateful but a system that they couldn't really maybe do anything about so uh may, just knowing that your your parents might you know might love you very much and uh, you know you can continue with that that makes you feel better i'm mm-hmm. sure about everything in the world Absolutely, and you don't miss a lot of major milestones in your child's life. Right, right. Um, and, and we do see that when children are reunified with their biological parents, you know, there's some anger and some resentment, and there's a lot of things that you have to overcome, you know, for this time period, you know, that you've missed, that the, the, the parent has missed with this child. Yeah, and I I think it helps particularly the child, but probably the parent also to feel like, well, mm-hmm. I, we can in some way resolve this. Well, what are some other interesting programs? Are there anything, is there anything else that you could suggest uh, and will suggest at the Essence Festival with, I know you're going to be on a panel, aren't you? Is that uh, to discuss some of this? Yes, we'll be talking about... Um you know, families, relationships, and uh, the separation of children. Um, so we'll definitely be talking about some of those major issues uh, that are in the media right now. Oh, and goodness, just yes. working to break, break some of those stereotypes as well. You know, and I think it's so important um, at this time in our history where you are looking at some 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 things which are very disturbing and in with the separation of children and what's one to do where does the money come from how does this work and i th- i think you, you i'm sure your talks are going to be very helpful in getting people to you know it, it's sometimes just good to talk about things which you're seeing maybe nationwide or worldwide but also things which might be happening personally maybe not to you personally, but certainly to people you know and you care about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, say, in a city like New Orleans, you know, we kind of can feel that too, is that 
I know there is a problem with uh, the management of the foster care system in Louisiana to a certain extent, though I think the people who work in it are doing their best job. But, you know, suggestions on how to improve are certainly always welcome. Now, tell us when you're going to be talking about your book. Are, are you coming to a bookstore or at the Essence Festival? Where can someone buy your book, for instance? Um, well, I mean, they can purchase the book on my website, TashimaJukes.com. I'm also on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they just need to type in my name, Truth Be Told, The Foster Child's Recollection. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, e- even if they're interested in an aut- autograph copy, they can, you know, just order that directly from my website, TashimaJukes.com. Oh, good, good. Mm-hmm. Well, I might suggest to some people, you know, that I know that it would be might be interesting the people that I knew at Casa, you know, to um, to get a copy of it and see what's what's being done and uh, what more they can do. I'm afraid I'm at the age where I hope all of my friends have not retired. The ones, the people who I knew who were working very hard in the group, but. Uh, I think they'd be interested in hearing it. So when will what day will this be at the Essence Festival? So if people are planning to to attend, I'll be there on fr- on Friday. Okay, um, that'd be mm-hmm. the seventh. Is that right? The, I think that's right. Uh, well, that's I think good. it's the sixth. Oh, the, the sixth, sixth of July. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. Lost in the week. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, this this is really exciting, uh, and. We, do you still you live in Philadelphia then? That's your your base, your home base. I I travel back and forth between uh, Philadelphia and South Africa. Oh my goodness, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I um I traveled to South Africa. Uh, I started out in 2014 uh, doing some work over there for a lot of the women that were being sexually abused. Mm. Um, so I provide sexual abuse counseling there. Um, South Africa has about 3,000 rapes per day. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. And I, honestly, I started out working, wanting to work with the orphan population in California, I mean, in, in uh, South Africa. And mm-hmm. I ended up um, working a lot with women who have been sexually abused. And I, I ended up getting uh, certified in sexual abuse counseling at Widener University, and I wanted to really do some work there. So after I graduated, I graduated with my master's in marriage and family therapy. I, as a graduation gift, I ended up traveling to South Africa uh, just as a visit, as a graduation gift to myself to meet out, meet with one of my friends. And I ended up loving the place. But and and looking around and saying this is one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen and ever ever traveled to, but not realizing that realizing that not only are six million people uh, dying of HIV, but oh, also goodness. we're seeing uh, you know one million women that are being uh, raped. And South Africa just recently became named the number seven most dangerous country for for women. So Lots really of- just. Wanting to to be on the ground and and provide you know a help and support for those children and those women. We, you know, you certainly have had an interesting and diverse life. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm 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 being perfectly honest. Uh, you know, 
so many different things you've done, and they all seem to be so worthwhile and so... Um, you seem to be so energetic about them and forward-looking. In other words, ready to take on the challenge. What do you think? And I, now you may be able to answer this. You might not. What do you think mm-hmm. gave you the spark that just pushed you forward and just sent you into all of these great adventures? Um, thank you for asking that. I, I want to say uh, it would have to be the grace of God. Oh, yes. Um, and and certainly, you know, just my faith. My faith has been a major part of my life. You know, I grew up in Pensacola. Most of my uncles are pastors of churches there. Um, so I had a really, really strong foundation. You know, I accepted Christ, mm-hmm. you know, uh, way before I entered the foster care system. And I just believe that God has really ordered my footsteps in such a way that, you know, even though I used to ask, God, why me? You know, why why is this happening to me? Why is this so hard for me? And now, as an adult, I'm seeing that it has really worked out for my good. I, I just can't say that my experience in foster care, um, without that experience, that I would be the woman that I am today. So maybe the question, why me, has been answered. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. In a wonderful way. Well, let me tell you, I, you see, this thing goes very quickly. We're down to a one minute. And what I'd mm-hmm. like you to do is give us some information. Once again, your website so that people can contact you and buy your book, you know, or mm-hmm. learn more about you. What is it? It's TashimaDukes.com. That's T-A-S-H-I-M-A and Dukes, D-U-K-E-S. Um, dot com. I mean, you can follow me on Instagram at Tashima D. You can uh, follow me on Facebook, um, Tashima Dukes as well. Well, so these are all ways that we could kind of keep up with what you're doing because you just seem to be doing so many interesting and worthwhile things. And I, I hope that people will come to see you at the uh, Essence Festival, and that you'll enjoy being in New Orleans. Have you ever been to New Orleans before? Just a question. Yes, I have. I mean, I was I was born in Pensacola, so I'm only oh, two right. hours away. <laughs> so, yes, I have. <laughs> well, enjoy yourself. Have plenty, plenty of wonderful things to do and to see. And uh, I, I, I think you'll, you know, I hope you enjoy it. And I hope people go to the Essence Festival to hear you and to maybe hear to meet you in person. Um, I'll if I were going to be in town, I certainly would come down to meet you. You're certainly someone I'd like to keep up with. And thank you so much for coming on Public Affairs, Ms. Dukes. Thank you so much for having me. This has been Tashima Dukes and on Public Affairs on WRBH. Thanks for listening.